0: Welcome back to another episode of the Command Point Podcast, episode twenty-eight. Okay, good. I forgot what episode it was, and I was, I was waiting in the wings. All right, I knew exactly <laughs> what one. Uh, yeah, I, at least I've, I would feel really silly if I was wrong. Yeah, that. Ooh, maybe you are. We'll just we'll, if I'm going wrong, back. we're cutting this part. But I'm going to keep. I'm it definitely. In. I'm <laughs> going to keep it in no matter what. <laughs> uh, yeah, though uh, it is. It is November. 20th yeah it's almost uh almost thanksgiving november is is fully here we we are we are deep into the trenches of the hollywood hollywood the holiday season (laughs) not the hollywood (laughs) season the holiday season yeah Uh, it doesn't feel like it though it's like 60 degrees out today yeah so that feels that's weird for us in in new york York, yeah uh yeah though anyway it's uh it's kill teams happening kill team is always happening it is currently It's currently happening it's never not somewhere. happening yeah if i could look at the stats for our discord channel and see who is playing or actively trying to find games over on our discord channel i think it's been non-stop 24 oh, yeah. hours seven days a week <clears throat> it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy. crazy long time yeah, and we're starting to get people over on the uh, like other side of the world and stuff. So it's like there's people in like the middle of the night. Yeah, looking for games. So it you, really is you, like a. 24 you played hour. somebody from New Zealand like last night or two yeah. nights ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And I know we've got an Australian too. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, a bit of a rivalry in the works there. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, um, it's it's very active right now, yeah. it's it's never been easier to find a game on our Discord. No. Um, I know because i've been playing games uh the, the last week or so mm-hmm. because the world wide open is coming that's right i'm very excited for that we're getting ready yeah getting prepped <clears throat> we've, we've both been we've been doing prep mm-hmm. um however it's weird because usually we prep hard with each other yeah but we've only played a couple prep games with each other yeah for this tournament so far so uh that is one thing i think we could talk about at some point on this episode is like how our preparation is going and and what you know what's what's okay working out like what what you're expecting from the tournament yeah um we could talk a little bit about that packet itself i know there's some interesting things in that faq Mm -hmm. that are probably worth some words yeah um and we could talk about tao because we're into right. the final. The finals will be tomorrow. In It'll fact, literally be tomorrow. I don't even. <laughs> this video will probably be out after the finals have occurred. Yeah. So. so if you're if you're listening to this, you're in the future. Head over to the YouTube channel <laughs> and watch those battle reports. If you're unable to catch the live stream, because we will be live streaming those tomorrow, three yeah. games in a row, back to back to back. Yeah. Well, it could be three games. Could be two games. Could be two games. We don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, whoever's listening already knows, probably. Maybe they don't know who won. So you're from the future. Enjoy this moment. <laughs> Our ignorance. Uh, yeah, I, I guess let's talk about TAO first though, yeah. because that's the thing. All right. So we uh, both, um, we didn't make finals in TAO, neither of us did. No. Single tier. Single tier. Put in sad uh, violin music right about now. <laughs> boo let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin that's a serious yeah um yeah i can't be too upset uh i really i really can't no um i placed fourth yeah you were top 16 i know that. i think um, it was top 16 yeah you you were in the round i 16. was definitely top 16 i don't know exactly you like, played micro in the mirror yeah, sixteen. I, I played so. micro and got kicked out. So it's like, <laughs> who knows? I can't be mad about losing to micro. Yeah, again. Um, this time he beat me fair and square. There was last no. Time he there were there were no doors <laughs> and terminals on oh, yeah. arena shenanigans, inflicting mortal wounds. That on the guys. yeah, that was a sad game. I remember that game. It but was. yeah, this one was a, <laughs> a bit less, you know, crazy dicey. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I fell victim to the Drakari mirror match twice in a row only games i lost I to see this tournament it. were to other dracari yeah um was real sad i i beat on the way there i beat demons i beat guard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i beat uh gray knights and tau and astrayani but mm-hmm. i couldn't do the mirror yeah um yeah i mean it's you know mirrors get dicey it's uh there were some dicey games <laughs> at the end there. that's for sure oh yeah for sure um yeah, I played um I played Dracari as well. We kind of took uh, we took very similar rosters with like some slight differences, literally coming down to not even like models, but just like which models had certain specialisms yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. And I think along the way I had to face off against Heretic Astardis, Drakari, uh, Dracari, Austriani, and then obviously Astra Militarum Tau. That was the other one. You, Tau. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's all the factions that I can remember <clears throat> off the top of my head. Yeah. Some listeners might be wondering why we're not doing a top eight breakdown, why we haven't done one. It's because half the top eight is Dracari. I Literally can't bring half, myself to yeah. do it. It's <laughs> like not that. even worth just take a quick look at the rosters. They're all there. Yeah. I can't talk about four Dracari rosters, especially one of them is no. mine. Yeah. And, then and the there's... other one is mine. Well, actually, <laughs> no, because no. we didn't make top eight. Um, yeah. The other one, yeah. It's, They're all... uh, yeah. <laughs> They're all Dracari. <laughs> but, Almost half of them was Dracari. Yeah. And now we've got Micromancer versus uh, Fro in yep. the finals. Yeah. So... Um, i mean we can do predictions again by the time these this is out there our predictions will have either been proven true or wrong yeah yeah so um do we want to do predictions yeah let's do some predictions predictions. (laughs) so we don't know the missions or the maps that they're going to be on they're rolling those no yeah so it's like an element of um surprise i guess it's not or i think i think tim the to is rolling those up like tonight he could be rolling them as we speak actually Ooh, very exciting so yeah um I, uh, do you want to go first? Should I go first, prediction-wise? I'll, uh, I'll go first. All right. I'll sure. go first. I think Micro takes it in, too. Really? Yeah. I, Yeah, I agree. It's it's weird. Micro has, like... I, I remember playing him in the lead-up to this tournament, like in a prep game, and I beat his his guard with my Dracari, and then he, like, yeah. went back to the drawing board. Yeah. Um, and he, like, he made a last-minute tweak to his roster. He, like, did some stuff with hotshot volley guns. And now he's like crafted like this perfect anti anti drakari list. Yeah. And he's had to play like three drakari. This is the third drakari, third or fourth. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know if he played one in group stage. But um. Yeah, I just can't imagine that that he isn't going to win both games. The first two games. It's, yeah. It's just I I think for him it's going to come down to I th- you know what. I know. I don't, I was gonna say maybe it comes down to like deployment and what basically like their deployment and the objectives layout. But the more I think about it, I think it's. I think he's pretty well set, no matter what yeah. kind of thing gets drawn. You know, and it's an, it's interesting to think about too, uh, because Danger Froze roster. It's literally it's like three lists. Yeah. And normally my my prep is very, like for BAO, my prep was like pretty heavy for every game i would like really examine the roster but by the end of this tournament i was really burnt out on tao mm-hmm. and i wasn't really prepping that hard and when i played danger pro he he pulled out his rack list and it was what i thought he would bring but then he mentions that his roster is only like three lists and yeah I, and i straight up i didn't even know that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was surprised when he told me that yeah i was like oh i, I didn't notice that but i'm uh, i'm sure that micro is, is in his prep has probably realized that mm-hmm. um and he probably knows what to expect. I think it's uh, what what danger brings is going to come down to the deployment, but I think Mike is probably bringing the same thing no matter what. Yeah, a and, lot of hot shot volley guns, and that's that um that particular profile and that that Scion volley gunner basically. That model is so good against Drakari. Yeah, it is. It is like specifically against uh, Rax and <clears throat> Mandrakes. Yeah, just because it's like. Okay, you have four upper, five up invuln saves. Well, I have four shots and they're yeah. all gonna be hitting on threes because this board is wide open. Yeah. It don't. Yeah. Volume of shots. <clears throat> yeah. And with the mandrakes, it's like you might be hitting on sixes, but it doesn't even really matter. It doesn't matter when you're shooting four shots. Yeah, you'll probably hit one. You'll probably hit one. He always hits one. Always um, hits one. Um and with a mandrake, um like even Danger Froze head, like you hit a mandrake. Um, chances are they're going to die. Yeah. Or you're at least going to get, excuse me, to the injury roll. Yeah. No, that's the thing about mandrakes. They are elusive, but, uh, Glass yeah. jaw for sure. If you mm-hmm. hit them, they're probably going down. Yeah. Um, that being said, I, I think mandrakes are crazy strong. Um, they're super flexible for the points cost. That's their biggest strength to me. Yeah. Is they're good in combat and they're good at shooting. They have mm-hmm. they have great upside in shooting, I should say. Yeah. With their six up, mortal wound potential. Yeah, and I mean the thing is too, is that Trakari doesn't have anything to kill Godfrey. That uh, yeah. No matter how much I thought about the Militara matchup, I could not figure something out for Godfrey. I almost uh, took the grotesque against him. I thought about it, but it's like your thirty eight like, point model is getting tied up by a twenty point model. And it's not <laughs> even it's not even a game like even then it's still a long shot that you yeah. wind that you can one shot that model. Yeah, you're not gonna it's one damage. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's um tough. The best way to play around Godfrey is to at least for a lot of factions, um, is to just try to not interact with that model. Yeah. And when Micro is piloting his Astra Militarum and the way he runs the way he runs Godfrey, um, you are going to have to interact with Godfrey at some point. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, at a hundred points, if like cost points efficiency is a bigger deal. Yeah, I think um, that's why people like hordes at hundred points because you can't afford the bigger, crazier, strong things. Yeah, so people just go for whatever the most efficient thing is, and and Godfrey, there's nothing in any kill team at a hundred points that is. Close to Godfrey's point cost that can deal with Godfrey, you're gonna have to put something into him that's probably more expensive than him. Yeah, um, like maybe a like even I don't know, like a shield drone if your town maybe. That's what I would think too. But, Just get him tied up. Yeah. Speaking of points but, cost, efficiency. but there's no there's no more Tau anymore. So, yeah, I was yeah, about to say. Up. I'm like <laughs> Dracari though doesn't have really anything. Uh, maybe you can get lucky that a rack might live. Yeah, even... with the four up. But I mean however many attacks. Five attacks. Five attacks. Exploding on sixes. Wounding on fours. wounding on fours. Yeah, and coin flips aren't that great. They are Nope. They aren't Especially not with one moon models. Especially not my coin flips. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's like, for they sure. They were rough at the end there. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it's it's we're basically at the end of T A L. Yeah. Um and now on the on the horizon there is the World Wide Open. That's right. So Coming there's out. yeah. There's a few things That we could talk about. Um, For starters, the most obvious one in the FAQ is two aspiring sorcerers. Ooh, yeah, that's right. That's pretty crazy Mm -hmm. Um, for a thousand suns. So, what do you think that's going to do for thousand suns? Like, this is like a buff to the faction. It's the only like outright buff. Well, kind of the only outright buff. Uh, We'll talk about another one. But um, what do you think that's going to do? Do you think we're suddenly going to see that all the time in every like group or whatever? I don't know. I mean, like like if I was running Thousand Suns, I would want to have two aspiring sorcerers in every team I put out there in the kill zone, man. But would you do it instead of the Terminator sorcerer? Because that is a beefy model. It would be matchup dependent for me. Yeah. So if I'm against a faction with, let's say, like a lot of T3 or doesn't have a lot of doesn't really have a lot of like multi-damage stuff like that yeah. um not a faction that isn't gray knights or other thousand suns i would want to be running the sorcerer terminator a little bit more and i would be this is also the world wide open like first off this is like a norm. this is like a nova-esque format yeah where it's hold 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 for the primaries yep I would be looking... If I was playing Thousand Suns, I'd be looking a lot more at seeing how many Zangors I can field at any one time, and then supplementing them with the Thousand Suns um, Terminator or called Sorcerer, because that model's crazy. It is so crazy. How much... How, like, what's the point cost like on it? 38 or something? It's like 38. It's got two wounds. It's got a two-up save, five-up invuln with the four stave, which is a great close combat yeah. weapon anyway. It's got the Storm Bolter, which is... The Inferno Storm Bolter. The Inferno Storm Bolter, which is really good because it's four attacks at AP... Two. At AP yeah. two. So you're getting four four strength, four shots already. So that's great against anything with an invuln save. Most anything with an invuln save in this game, mm-hmm. right? Just from those volume of attacks. And then it's also going to cut through things like... I don't really expect to see a lot of Space Marines in this format, but like Space Marine armor saves. Yeah. No, I you know, space range. It's, no thing, it just cuts, cuts likes, through anything. It's a yeah. great weapon. Nothing likes getting shot at by that yeah. weapon. And then also, of course, they have the uh, the Cybolt. What is it? Uh, it's a 21-inch Cybolt for the yes. Thousand Suns? 21-inch Cybolt. That's correct. Uh, yes, yeah, Cybolt is always good. <laughs> so, I mean, that model's so good by itself. I mean, it's just it's overall better than the regular aspiring sorcerer. I don't know. Um, if I think I could get away with it, yeah, and just not really have to worry about like some type of faction that has a lot of like high AP weapons. Yeah, you know, because those aspiring sorcerers, like I wouldn't want to be getting them in combat or anything. I would just want to be side-bolting things. Yeah, that's all I want to do with those models anyway. Yeah, understandably. Yeah. Um, what yeah, about you? I I think Thousand Suns. I don't I don't think it makes them like OP or anything because like like we said, I don't think so either. It's it's. I think it's already more appealing most of the time to take the uh, this, the Terminator, and uh, this doesn't take anything away from that, which I think might a lot of the time is going to be the better play. Um, it'll be interesting though to see what what like how many bodies people are running yeah. with the double sorcerer. Uh-huh. Um, it, it seems like it's kind of a gatekeeper, but I haven't seen anybody actually playing it. Yeah, I mean I, I'm sure someone will, uh-huh. but. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Thousand Suns. Uh what was the other like straight buff that you had mentioned? Uh I don't know if it's a buff so much as you would call it like a fix. Oh. And that ahead. was the demon, the plague bearer. Oh sword, yes, the right, plague the sword. plague sword. So so talk about the plague swords a little bit because you were the first to kind of like look at the rule book and be like what the hell is this? You yeah. know what I mean? Nobody plays Plague Bears. I talked about this in the Glass interview that I just did. Um, you guys can go check that out on his channel. I talked about demons. Um, but Plague Bears have a Plague Sword. It's the only weapon they can take in Big 40k or a Kill Team. And in Kill Team, in the White Dwarf article that they got, their Plague Sword reads uh, reroll wound rolls of one. And uh, in Big 40k, the Plague Sword for Plague Bears reads reroll all failed wound rolls. And in Kill Team, the other model that can take a Plague Sword, which is the Plague Champion for Death mm-hmm. Card, the Plague Sword says reroll all failed wound rolls. But he can also take a Plague Knife, which is reroll wound rolls of one. Yeah. So Plague Bears have always had a Plague Sword that rerolls all failed wound rolls, like in anything they've been in. Yeah. And every other instance we've seen of a Plague Sword being used, it's reroll all failed wound rolls. Even in kill team, yeah, yeah. So I, I find it hard to believe that that isn't a misprint. Yeah. So I talked to to Matt, and there's like really very few other instances outside of like things that have that were eroded and then haven't been updated to kill team, where the weapons are different between kill team and, and big forty k. Right, right. So to me, the plague sword thing for plague Bearers seems like a misprint, mm-hmm. and nobody noticed. I think it. so too. Yeah, nobody noticed it because nobody runs plague bears. No, yeah, nobody runs them. And then even at first glance it's like, oh well of course it rerolls ones, it's a plague weapon. Yeah, but then you look at the other plague swords and you're like, This looks like it should be a lot better than it is right now. Yeah. And I mean plague bears are there's weapon skill four, one attack, yeah, strength four, zero AP, one damage. Yeah. This change doesn't it really doesn't like it doesn't it doesn't like, really bump them <laughs> up a tier in their lethality, yeah. I guess. It it helps them. It's like what it should be, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Matt, the TO for World Wide Open did change that so that to to to, to so plague swords for the purpose of this tournament, mm-hmm. uh, say reroll all failed wound rolls. Yeah. So if you're running plague bearers, they might be a little bit more capable of doing something. Yeah. Um, I think this is a nice buff to to demons. Um, I don't think demons are particularly good at a hundred points, so yeah. I don't think we're going to see mm-hmm. any dominance from them. But um, yeah not a huge thing just like a little yeah uh so i guess we've both been prepping for that's World right. open that's right we have so uh what have you been prepping i have been messing around without revealing without revealing I'm, I'm not going to lay i'm not going to lay all the cards on the table but i have been um i have been experimenting a lot with Trikari. that sounds kind of weird yeah. that's not a euphemism for anything <laughs> experimenting with tricari yeah that's usually I'm not a bad thing. i'm not taking any <laughs> i'm not taking any combat drugs um <laughs> <laughs> so basically when the World Wide open was announced and right after this was like during tao um and right after i dropped out of that i the The goal I've set for myself with WWO is to is to just kind of get better with Drakari as a faction overall, because mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't really give them a I didn't get a fair shake out of them mm-hmm. in TAO. I just didn't didn't have the kind of success that I wanted. So I'm going I'm going back uh, with the Drakari again, and I just I just want to get I just want to get better. I just want to feel more comfortable running that faction. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my goal for this uh running the list has been on arena on arena it's great on open it's a little harder but i feel like um it's a lot easier for me to play jacari on this packet than it was on tao yeah and that's just because it's well there's a lot of things terrain i think being the biggest factor um and then the way secondaries are done and the way points are scored. Because I think there's there's differences. Yeah, because it's hold, 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 as opposed to... Hold, hold one, hold more, kill one. Right, right. And then the secondaries are totally random. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, racks are the way to go with Dracari, I think, Yeah. for this back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've seen your rack list a little bit. Yeah. I haven't seen all your prep games, but... I, it's definitely strong. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to get rid of all those, those models. Yeah. Like all the toughness for four up saves. It's like, that's durability. I mean, yeah. like, that's what I want with like plague yeah. bears. But it's like a little bit worse because it's a five up Mm-hmm. Five up, disgusting. Yeah. Um, they're also priced really efficiently for that durability. Yeah. Um, it's coming in at eight points. Um, and they are. You can take a lot of them yeah. at 8 points ahead in a 100-point roster. Mm-hmm. You can mix in things like Mandrakes, Clavexes. Um, the Combat Akathist is, of course, making a, a reappearance oh, we with love that the guy. Venom Blade. I think... <clears throat> Big fan of him. He's so good. So That was good. my one invention <laughs> with Dracari. People, when I say, okay, and he's wounding on twos because he has a Venom Blade, they look at you like, what? Like... <laughs> Yeah man, it's it's weird. I love I love that model. He's great. Yeah, he uh he he's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. He was probably my favorite model from the uh from my roster in T A O Yeah. Um Yeah, I was like doing the math on all the they, they can take like a million melee weapons. I'm looking at all the melee weapons that an Akathis can take and I'm just going by him and I'm like and like Not, I'd see something yeah. good, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's kind of good." And then it's and then like look at the wounds venom. on fours. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, that sucks. Uh, yeah. I don't want that." And then yeah. I saw the Venom Blade. It's no AP, one damage, but it wounds on twos. And I'm like, "This is hey, some, this is this reminds that's me of my pretty good. <laughs> this reminds me of Blood Angels <laughs> <Yes>. chain swords. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, though. Um, so no wonder I, I was drawn to that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I've been prepping against what are the teams i've prepped against i've prepped against tau i've prepped against demons you played my demons I played, yeah i played against your demons i played uh i played a game with uh La rochelle last night i played against him running uh death guard on arena what was it? oh i played <laughs> i played against uh gray knights oh yeah well that was commanders oh that was commanders right yeah i i watched that yeah (laughs) we were yeah we were we were playing a commanders level game but we were playing on um we were playing using the wwo packet just to kind of like get i guess kill two birds with one stone because we're trying to get into commanders we're also trying to prep for this tournament yeah so that was a good way that was a completely different list though yeah very different (laughs) uh, from, from rack city that was the uh <laughs> that was the dracari archon. that was the drakari uh archon and then a bunch of cabalites basically yeah um yeah i uh I, I like the racks right now i mean mm-hmm. they're they're tough not to crack it's just yeah. pure bodies like actual racks spam yeah like we've i've we, we've always heard about rack spam but it's like nobody actually ever spams racks because we've been watching yeah. kill holds for so long yeah yeah, the wrecks are uh, pretty obnoxious. They are. Um, They're really hard to take off. Yeah. It's kind of like shield drones. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, weirdly less durable somehow than a shield drone. Yeah. <laughs> we love shield drones. <laughs> we love shield drones. Uh, <sighs> Beyblades. Let them rip. Anywho. Anywho. So what what have you been doing for your prep? I'm taking it back to my roots taking it way back uh anybody on our patreon has heard me talk about one particular list Mm -hmm. i guess the whole thing i've been doing lately is orcs yeah um and i'm looking back shout out to alex uh torbear uh kill team academy Mm -hmm. he is the guy last year at nova uh who who showed us all that orcs can be a competitive team yeah it was the first time we ever saw somebody come out with orcs in like place high at a tournament. Mm -hmm. I think he was second place. Um, Second or third? Third place. I don't know. He was at the top table. Yeah. Um, And what he did, he ran the Evil Sons, and this was pre-annual nerf. And um, he just ran a horde of boys. Mm -hmm. Just fast boys. And he would pop WOG every first round, and he would just run at you. And you can watch one of his games... On, uh if you go to warp charge gaming uh his channel he streamed his games from nova last year and you can see him play demons against alex's uh orcs mm-hmm. and it's a thing of beauty <laughs> it, it really is um so i'm bringing it back to something similar to that but the landscape has changed and of course i got to do my own thing with it because i can't really ne- i can't bring myself to just netlist yeah like i know a lot of people are fine with that I can't really netlist. list. I have to do something unique. Um, relatively unique. I just played Jocarri, but it was at least <laughs> it was Mandrake spam, yeah, so it was kind of yeah. new. It was uh it wasn't like a it wasn't a netlist what we had come up with. Yeah. Um so since the Choppa which fun fact, the Choppa nerf happened because of Alex's performance at Nova. That's hysterical. Yeah, there was um <laughs> he was playing his orcs and um one of the playtesters, like the game devs, it might have been Mike Brandt. I don't know for sure, though. I don't know if Mike Brandt listens to Command Point. But, <laughs> I hope uh, so. Shouts out to Mike Brandt. But one of the guys that was watching, because there's a lot of those playtesters and right, game devs at right. like Nova, was watching Alex, and he said like, yeah, we're going to change that. <laughs> like, they saw the orcs, and they had a problem with it, which is crazy, because this is the tournament where Tau dominated. They didn't see anything wrong with that. Oh, apparently. no. No. <laughs> But uh no. yeah, they so they nerfed the Chapa because of this. So now the Chapa boys that Alex is running at six points are now seven points. Mm-hmm. However, there is still a six point orc boy out there. He has been overlooked, he has been oh, ignored. No. It is the shooter boy. Hey. The DACA. <laughs> so I've been messing a little bit with uh like what I'm calling the DACA sons. Oh, okay. So it's uh it's the, it's that orc boy horde. But it's yeah. shootas. And there's a bit of flexibility that comes with this, and I really like it, because it's... Uh, first of all, you're rolling dice in the shooting face. That's right. I've played some of my prep games. I've literally played uh, where I I'm, like, I like go second, mm-hmm. like turn one, mm-hmm. and like both me and my opponent are like 10 inches away from each other. We've both played kind of conservatively. Yeah. And this is the point normally where the orc player pops wog and charges. Yeah, right. But instead, because I'm like 10 inches away and my opponent was like Gene Stealer Cult, who's not rerolling charges, I just ready them all up, and I just have an <laughs> orc like gun nest, and um, just the ability to do that, and like against T three, you're gonna you're gonna pick somebody off. Oh yeah, so, like you're putting out like twenty. I'm on my list. I'm putting out like twenty five to twenty seven shots <laughs> if I'm readying everybody. Yeah, um, and they're always hitting on sixes. Orcs. Here's the thing. Yeah, they're not always hitting on sixes. Oh, Sometimes yeah. they're hitting it's on even fives. Bad. Ooh, okay. because. If uh, like take a look like with a normal orc boy, if there's anybody within nine inches unobscured, you're hitting on fives. It's not gonna happen often. Mm-hmm. But what I'm also running, what I've found to be really, really good, is the shooter boys, specifically the the actual orc boy gunners with the big shootas. Okay. And these weapons are 36 inch, assault three, strength five. It's basically a heavy bolter, but without the AP and it's assault. That's crazy. And uh yeah, it is. Which means if there's anybody within 18 inches unobscured. You're hitting on fives, three shots, mm-hmm. um, and with the, just these buckets of dice, like you're gonna hit something. Yeah, you might get a wound through. You're at least forcing saves that aren't there mm-hmm. otherwise, and you have so much movement that it gives you this extra flexibility to make choices on the like on the fly kind of. Yeah, and I really like that about orcs because the one thing I have a problem with with the chopper orcs is they're very one note. You know what they want to do? They want to yep. run at you and crump. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shooter boys can still run at you and crump but they can do other stuff too mm-hmm. um, they can yeah, they they can set up, they can shoot um, so I guess the the one thing that I'm kind of adapting into this is the one, well not the one thing but one yeah. of the things is the big shooters, I'm trying to run two of them if I can a lot of the okay. time because this model for that weapon it's seven points, it's the same cost as the chopper boys we're lacking yeah. now uh, and it's only one point more than my regular shooters and it's still, you know, an orc. It's got two attacks, strength four. Yeah. It's re rolling its charges. Um I'm also running ammo runs. I don't know if Alex is running random ammo runs. Um I'm not really running the ammo runs for the re rolls, uh, although it's nice to pair them with one of the big shooters. hmm Um it's just it's like two extra models for the same price as an orc. For boy. peanuts, yeah. Like that's usually like two extra bodies can, can get you to like like one of my lists that I have in this current roster is like sixteen bodies. Uh huh. Once you have sixteen bodies, it's like you got to kill nine of them, kill or flesh with nine of them <laughs> to and force that's, a break. That's a mighty task. In four rounds, that's yeah. very tough to do. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> um, I'm messing around with the mega knob. I'm not going to talk too much about that because that's Patreon. Yeah. If you, you want to hear, hear more <laughs> about the the lunacy that is this mega knob, you can go and check out the the Patreon exclusive. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really just like you have a knob. Um, you have a lot of boys. Yeah. And you're, you're doing some DACA. You're crumping once in a while. Mm-hmm. You're sitting on points. And it's really fun. Yeah. I love it. I'm, I'm like undefeated with it. I've played a lot of games over the past week. And mm-hmm. I'm feeling really good about it. So that's probably what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, Going into WWO, unless my prep just starts going horrible, out of yeah. nowhere, <laughs> uh, you never know. That's true. Sometimes you got to rewrite the, the the whole script, entire list. Yeah. yeah, that's what playtesting is for, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Loving orcs right now, though. Mm-hmm. As much as I love my death skulls, I don't think death my my, my knobs aren't going to fare that well no. at a hundred points. I don't, I don't think so, that a uh, uh, a list designed with one hundred twenty five points. Kill hold yes kill more in mind is, on arena uh, <laughs> on arena is oh, is gonna fare well in a WWO yeah, no. that's something that I really like about WWO is that um I think like literally half of the tournament is gonna be open and then the other half is gonna be on arena right yeah and I think this is something probably worth talking about because yeah. a lot of people are gonna go into this building their team in terms of what am I gonna take on open yeah what am I gonna take on arena yeah and I think that's a little bit of a trap okay um. I think people are getting too caught on that, rather than thinking about what am I going to take versus Toughness Four, and what am I going to take versus Toughness Three. Yeah, this is something that you've advocated. Yeah, a, a lot while. for a lot. And yeah, yeah. I think that you need to look at your matchups rather than looking at what board am I going to be on. Uh, unless you're like Tau or something, you probably have options on Arena. Yeah, like even Tau have options on Arena. They do, but um, it's it's. Most of the arena boards are, I think, are pretty balanced. Honestly, I don't think it's think so as too. much of a tar pit as people make it out to be. Um, focus a little bit more on matchups than on uh, the board you're playing on. Mm. That's that's my piece of advice oh, <laughs> in, yeah. the, in the in the prep lead up to uh, the World Wide Open. Yeah, um, I think hard prepping for well, I got to have a list for arena. I think that's you fall into some yeah some bad situations there yeah because um, then it's like oh i've got this melee list for arena and it's like maybe the matchup doesn't want you to be melee yeah right like you're against novak necrons or something mm-hmm. it's like oh i bust out my arena list it's like you're just playing against something better than you yeah that's what i think about it yeah I, so i also wanted to talk a little bit uh, we're talking about like the hold 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 stuff yeah i wanted to have a little chat about formats Okay. Because I think it's interesting to kind of reflect. We've been playing Killhold for a while before long time. TAO. Yeah. And when we first kind of started talking about it, I remember we talked about like Slaughter Zone and the LVO packet, and we were really excited about Killhold. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if you share that same optimism for Killhold now, after we've gone through several tournaments of it. Um, so I... So like the hold one, kill one, kill more format, I'm not I'm not that big a fan of anymore. Yeah, I kind of agree. The kill one, hold one, hold more, I'm more I the mean Ibericon. it's literally like it's literally like a middle ground, basically. Yeah. Um and then Yeah. Um, The main the main issue with the kill hold format is that if you're an elite team, all you have to do is hold a single point on the board, and then kill one or two models sometimes, and that's going to net you three points. Yeah, it's super just off the primaries, right? Yeah, very swingy. Yeah, Um, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it's just um, I don't know. It just yeah, I mean, it 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 greatly benefits elites, where I think it takes them from be it, it took them from being on par with hordes to being way better than hordes. Yeah. Which is, it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing. Um, I don't. I mean, I think it's just a bad thing overall. I want them to be balanced. Yes. But I mean, it was just they. It's just hordes felt like the way to go for so long that it was like when am I ever going to use my Space Marines and kill team? Because it's like these guys they they just can't bring any bodies. Yeah. So I think it's interesting because obviously Horde's dominated. Uh, hold, hold, hold. Yep. That's all that everybody ever really looks at. We never think about that it wasn't just hold, hold, hold that they dominated. It was 100 points. Hold, hold, hold. That's right. So we had one tournament ever in the history of Kill Team, mm-hmm. that was 125 points, hold, hold, hold. Yep. That was the tournament where Michael T. Holy placed second with White Scars. Yeah. In a pure hold format. Yeah. And then Emmanuel one with his, like, kind of, not even a pure Horde Orcs. Uh, I think this says a lot. I think and so, I, too. Yeah. And immediately after Soquel, we moved on to Kill Hold. Yeah. At 125. So, and I think LVO. Which was one twenty five kill hold, was. It was, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have any problems with it really. Um, and I, I think you you could have succeeded with hordes on that because it was open secondaries, with a lot of easy positionals. Yeah. So it's a killy format at one twenty five, but there's good positionals for the horde teams. Mm-hmm. And then you go to BAO, where it's still kill hold one twenty five. Take those easy positional secondaries. You get rid of Mm -hmm. them. Throw them out the window. Yeah, but you keep all the easy kill secondaries. Not all, but keep a lot of the easy kill kill secondaries. Keep all the 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 kill secondaries that you really need. Things like bounty hunters cut apart. Well, not cut. It was obliteration. Oh, obliteration. Basically, now because Yeah, your multi. But they were those were for a lot of teams. Those were auto takes. Yeah. Um. There's no more. Yeah, reconnaissance is gone. Recon sweep is gone. Uh, what was BAO, it? What was it? Um, Engaging all fronts, domination. Yeah, uh, it wasn't scout the field. Was scout the field still in there? That was reconnaissance. Basically, it was re- it was scout the field, but easier. It was two board edges instead ah, of three. Okay. Um, and so what BAO is like the recipe for like the elite team to just destroy the horde. It just pound them. Literally power fist them into the dirt yeah and um this was too much in my opinion way too much uh and then i think the new lvo was kind of in that same vein obviously that tournament could still happen um but uh looking at that we've we've done a review of it Mm -hmm. on our channel you can go check that out uh, but it's in the same vein as BAO where it's very friendly to the super elite teams. Super elite, close combat focused elites. Yeah. yeah. The the hordes are probably a little better on that than on BAO, but it's still tough. Yeah. Um. And now we're, as a community, we're looking at Ibericon, so we're looking back at 100 points with this kill one, hold one, hold more, which is just wildly different from anything we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, and then we're looking back at Nova, which is a hundred points hold one, hold two, hold more. So I think everything we've seen at a hundred points hold one, hold two, hold more, has been horde dominant. Yeah. Everything at one hundred twenty five kill hold, other than LVO 2020, like last year's LVO, was elite dominant. hmm So to me, the two most interesting things you've seen have been SoCale last year, which was one twenty five hold, hold, hold. Yeah. And LVO this year which was um, last year, sorry, which was 125 kill hold, but with easy positionals. Mm-hmm. And I think it's weird because we're, we're moving so fast as a community from packet to packet. Yeah. It's hard to see what works. And, and like we came into kill hold with such optimism and excitement uh-huh. that we kind of didn't spend that much time looking at SoCal and saying, hey, this kind of worked. Yeah. this Maybe this is like really good. Like we had some elite Teams do really well for once. Yeah. Without changing the whole format. Mm-hmm. So I would really like to see a return to one twenty five hold hold hold. Yeah. Just give it like its fair shake. Yeah. Because it really only it was literally the one tournament, right? Yeah, that was it. And it was just SoCal. Cool. Yeah. And, and people on to yeah. the next one. Yeah, people don't think about that. Everybody thinks of hold, 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 and it's like, oh, it was set on objectives with a with, you know, gaunts or Poxwalkers or gun drones. Yeah, and it's like that's it. It's like, but SoCal was not that. No, um, and that's super interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, kill hold. I I'm much more down on kill hold. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I can just hold one and then kill two of your models. You don't kill any of mine. Yeah, but, I yeah. I win on the primaries. Because holding an objective isn't inherently hurting your opponent, whereas killing your opponent is helping you and, and hurting you're getting rewarded. beyond. And yeah. yeah, you're getting points for it, and you're also hurting your opponent's ability to... Yeah. It, you're just taking models off the board. Yeah, you might be knocking them off a point, preventing them from holding, you're getting yourself a kill point, mm-hmm. and you're putting them towards breaking, which breaking is a mechanism in the game to defeat hordes and there's not like (laughs) a mechanism can you you say that again closer (laughs) to the microphone (laughs) yes the break test is meant to counter hordes there is no mechanism in the game no game mechanic that says this is to stop the elites from from dominating Mm -hmm. um the thing that stopped elites was the format before which was 100 points pure hold yeah um so yeah, that's that's why I'm a little more down on Kill Hold. I think if you're going to do Kill Hold, it's got to be a little closer to what we saw last year at LVO, where there's lots of easy positionals to kind of make up for that. Right. That's how I see it. Yeah. Um, So I, I wouldn't be surprised, really, if, if WWO was dominated by Hortz. Because it's 100 points pure hold. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think that Kill Team is a, is an interesting game. It and is. We will be... Surprised by something. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Another thing that I like about Hold, Pure Hold, is I think it's good for the health of the game to have some form of continuity or, like, congruence or whatever with Big 40K, which is Pure Hold. I, yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, I mean, not that we should copy the game, per se. Because they are two separate games. Yeah, but I think it's interesting. I think the competitive scenes in some ways, should mirror each other. Absolutely. It makes transitioning from one game to another a little bit easier. Yeah. And, you know, we always want, you know, some of those big 40K guys to try out Kill Team and to to see that it is a very good game. And uh, I think it's easier sometimes to make that transition, at least in the competitive aspect, if you can be somewhat familiar with, with what you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I do feel for the guy that, you know, buys a... Uh, Pulls up with like his 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 three reavers and his three <laughs> yeah. intercessors, and he's played like a couple games out of like say the arena box yeah. or something, you know. And Then he comes to a tournament and it's hold one, kill one, kill more, bunch of killy secondaries, which uh, and the secondaries are not what's in the arena box. Yeah, yeah, having yeah, because arena is. It's been so long since I've played just vanilla arena, as opposed to a competitive packet. Yeah, arena is just hold 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 for primaries, correct? Yeah, that was the format that they gave us, that GW yeah. gave us, and said this is the competitive format. Yeah, yeah. This these boards, yeah. This rule set, and yeah. these secondaries, mm-hmm. and those secondaries are pretty balanced. I think it's the most balanced set of secondaries that we have available to us. Yeah. Um, Do you think that um, a lot of packets? um including ones that like we've we've run for tournaments over on our discord and stuff like that do you think that they've strayed too far from that and that it can be off-putting to a new player for sure um i think that standardizing things is a is a a better process in my opinion Mm -hmm. and um i think the best place to start is with what gw gave us yeah Because it really is, it's. I think it's a more balanced product than people give it credit for. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I don't think the secondaries in arena are perfect. I think there are certain not arena, but the you know, I guess yeah, arena like the the secondaries they gave us. I think there's a few issues there. Like I think proximity Proximity alert exactly sticks out. That's what I was saying. (laughs) Um, But even that has its place sometimes. It does. It's hard to get. Sometimes it's counterintuitive, but I mean sometimes yeah, you know, like you can maybe say that. Um, for instance, bounty hunters maybe is a little too good, but it's things like this where it's you can tweak things um, rather than reinventing the wheel. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of of hold. I want to see more hold at 125. Yeah, cause because we, it we it's never it only happened the one time. Yeah, it's happened once, and we've seen pretty interesting results with it. We saw yeah. elites team do well, elite teams do well yeah. in a in that format that everybody says they can't succeed in. Just try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should try it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. And and it is interesting to me what Spain does with Ibericon. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I, think I, I think I would have liked Ibericon a lot more if we were playing on a different terrain set. Yeah, TAO slash Free Corps' terrain layout is... Not fun to play on, yeah. It's straight up (laughs) to be honest, straight up is not fun. Every time you go and you move a model, it hurts, (laughs) it literally causes you mental pain to think about where in the heck can I move this model without I'm getting blown off the table by something or getting shot at by like five different models all at once. And the answer is literally nowhere. Literally nowhere on that board. Yeah, it doesn't work. It does not work. It's the LVO turn from last year, but just even less places to hide. The big towers in the middle are literally hollowed out and (laughs) see-through. So you can go under them. (laughs) Yeah, though. Not a fan of that. I did get to play a couple games. Oh, this is a thing. I got to play a little bit on on a Spanish tournament that was running Ibericon Uh with uh, the BAO board, so it's Arena. Okay, open door arena, but with Ibericon, hundred points, that format. Yeah, uh, it was fun. I played Gellerpox. Yeah, tell I, us about Gellerpox a little bit. Or, no, yeah, maybe not. We've time. we've talked about this on the. We a talked about Gellerpox on the Don't last get one, me started. <laughs> and it almost became a deep dive. I'm sorry, uh, but I got to play. So I was in a group with three other guys. Um, one of the guys dropped out, so I didn't get to play him. So I got to play two games. Uh huh. One of them was against Novak Necrons, which one thing I will Ooh say. boy that's a rough matchup for Geller <laughs> A toughness two horde does not like Novak Necrons. Shocking, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody likes Novak Necrons. Especially not that. Uh, got absolutely annihilated. I really didn't see a way out. But then I got to play against Drakari and it was a crazy game. I yeah. felt like I was getting my butt kicked the whole time, but then, you know, positionals and secondaries came through for me and I won on a tiebreaker. And I didn't get to play the last game. And because I got beat so bad by Necrons, and the fact that I couldn't get uh, like an actual score outside of like twelve or thirteen against the guy that conceded from the tournament, I didn't get to make it out of groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if the, if it was point differential instead yeah. of uh, which is we did point differential over points four for TAO. Right. Uh, if it was that, I think I would have made it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, we did, we did points four, so couldn't make it out. And I was really excited too because I wanted to. I saw the Spanish tier list that they made and they had Gellerpox. Ah, yeah. Below crude. <laughs> below crude, man. Below everything but Star Striders. And I was insulted by that. So I uh, I went on there. You know, I beat a Drakari player. Yeah, so it's I mean, good. so Gellerpox is obviously a higher tier than Drakari on that. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, Clearly. The. <laughs> the data shows yeah um Um, yeah it's that Gellerpox is right in between Drakari and uh novak negron yeah clearly but yeah i was i wanted to get out of that group so bad because i was like all right i beat a top tier team and i lost to my worst matchup possible yeah so let's see what else is in store but i didn't make it out of groups because somehow the novak guy lost to damn dracari player and i don't even know how that happened how is that what well, was but the dracari player running witches it was witches oh my gosh yeah, i don't i don't know how they beat all necrons. those toughness three melee models and they uh somehow beat out necrons yeah i don't know how that happened but uh yeah i, I was really on a quest to prove to the spanish that geller should be higher tier yeah um i didn't get the chance to prove that i feel like i was robbed of a chance to prove that well you were you were uh, it's too bad um I guess somebody else is just going to have to take up the reins, the Gellerpox reins. You know, people have been talking about Gellerpox now. There's like murmurs in the crowd. <laughs> murmurs. Yeah, and I'm sitting here thinking, what have I done? Murmurs. Have <laughs> uh, yeah. you heard of the Gellerpox? Yeah. Maybe someone will bring them to uh, World Wide Open. I think they're kind of good there. Yeah. They love arena. They do love arena. And the open board is rough, but you can vet charge that move charge yeah which is not something you could do on tao Mm -hmm. so that's a pretty big deal i think yeah yeah oh well all right yeah got a lot of uh side conversations there we strayed from the path but you know yeah well i mean to be fair i think we didn't really have much of a path for this one anyway but we did talk about a lot so it was fun yeah so Uh, yeah if you're still listening thank you for for joining us Mm-hmm. For episode twenty-eight, that's of right. The Command Point Podcast. Uh, be sure to follow us, subscribe on YouTube. Yeah, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, whatever it is that you're listening to this on. If you aren't already following us, please do. Yeah, and uh, support us on Patreon because that is our our new thing. We have exclusive series there. Very exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. And we would we would support you and love you forever if you followed us on Patreon. Yes. Any other? No, I think that, that about closes it out. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you all again in the next one.